Welcome back to Dad Venturous. Another wonderful day for a wonderful episode, although it's actually quite chilly and windy outside, but a beautiful day nonetheless. Yeah. Especially when you're inside in a sound booth. Yep. Wait, (laughs) then you can't tell if it's beautiful. We can use our imaginations. Just kidding. I am the dad. I am the dungeon master of this here campaign called Dead Ventures in the world of elsewhere. It's not really that creepy at all, but nope. I like to say it's creepy. And um, I'm the daughter. I am the player. I play Kia. And she has recently set off from her hometown to go to a roller coaster park, roller coaster amusement park. Yes, exactly. The last time we played, you and Flibbit went off on your journey. So, shall we jump into the recap? Yes. Last week, we had some sad chats with Gunther. Yeah. <laughs> he was a sad grandfather who. Sent you on a journey, but before you left, he gave you some gear. He gave you a new armor piece. It gave you a plus one. He gave you a cool scarf that billows camouflagedly behind you. Camouflagedly? Yeah, that's a word. And uh, (laughs) just don't look it up. And he gave you a pin from his deceased wife, Tilda. The pin allowed you to move like the wind and cast Zephyr Strike. And go and jump into the air and hit and then hit a kobold in the head with a sword. That's true. <laughs> the back end of the sword. The back end of the sword. And so you guys set off after talking with Theodora and Maud, you decided that you would head off towards Coaster Chaos, but Maud told you that before you got to Coaster Chaos, her cache, her rummager cache location should be on your way. Pretty close to the same distance, but she described a big field full of rocks with a single tall boulder that stood out from the rest. As you guys set out, you were set upon by kobolds because you rolled a four on the wild encounter table that I have. And they set upon you seemingly trying to take Flibbit away to flumpnap him. But (laughs) later you had an investigation and one of the kobolds... They had a note that said, bring me food, but Mm -hmm. spelled completely wrong. And with a drawing of an octopus on it. So we think they um, they mistake Flivit for an octopus. They're not wildly intelligent creatures, no. <laughs> admittedly. And so you scared them off by you whacking one in the head, knocking it out, and Flump basically fart spraying one. You until called him Flump again. What did I just say? You said Flumps. Dang it. I keep calling everything Flumps. Okay. <laughs> Flibbit stench spray slash fart clouded into one of the kobolds and knocked it unconscious and the other three got spooked and ran away, leaving their two behind. You found the note and you and Flibbit set out to find a beautiful little camp spot for the evening. And then while you were there, you... I saw, I climbed on top of the rock and saw the glimmering boulder in the sunset. You did indeed. And that is where we are now, except it's a new day. You wake up long rested from your time in the camp. Nothing happened during the night. Yay. 
And no, you no know, kobolds tried to take Flippet. Nope. And you know, and Flippet wakes up with you and he goes, Good morning, Kia. I have prepared for you the breakfast of a granola bar that I pulled out of your sack and I'm handing to you. Um, thank you. You're oh, quite welcome. And uh, he feels very proud of himself. <laughs> that he pulled a granola <laughs> bar out of my sack. And the day is yours. It's another nice sunny day. What time is it? Earlier than 10 a.m., which is when you woke up last time. Yeah. Uh, I will say that you, it's probably like 8.30. Oh, okay. The sun's the sun's coming up. I will say it's like a little chilly still in the morning, but. Is there a glimmering rock in the distance? Not from this angle. There oh. was up on the rock thing above you, but from down here where your camp's at, um, you know where it is and it's along the way, but you've yeah. got to get along the road a little bit before you're going to see it. I want to climb up on the rock again. Okay. So you scramble up the rock. Go ahead and make a perception or investigation check. Another uh, 15. You scan out and you easily are able to see that rock once more. The rock that Maud described, it separates from all the rest. And she also told you that when you got there, you were supposed to do something, right? Yeah. And call her. So that she could tell me to, how to get in. Exactly. And so you can see it there. It's still there. You don't see anything else, hmm. like movement or anything like that. It looks clear. I will probably say from here, too, you probably see a very distant, like, just arch top of a roller coaster thing. Oh. It's pretty far away. It's a couple miles okay. away. Wow. That's a long walk. Yeah, but you can see pretty far out here. I think I um, go back down and tell Flibbit, the shining rock is close. And uh, why do we care about the shiny rock exactly? I don't remember. Because um, Maud said that there's a, that she hid a cache there for, oh. for like, Remger treasure. And um, she said that when I got there to call her so that she could tell me how to get in. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds very cool. After you, adventurer. Why, thank you. <laughs> I think I go... Go onward to adventure. <laughs> onward to adventure. Uh, you start going out down the path, and kind of like before, you're noticing the occasional scraper beast, maybe even the occasional deer, bear in the distance, that kind of thing. There's still normal animals and stuff yeah. too, right? And so you start making your way down along towards this talus field, this rock field. And Talus uh, fields are so cool. They are really cool, aren't they? And that's why as you start getting closer and approaching this field, the grass separates away from you. And on, on this pathway, I'm going to say you probably approach another section where it's road. Yeah. And the grass disappears again and the dirt path disappears. So it's, it's, it's old past world road cutting through this talus field. You know, a little ways down the way, there's this rock, probably 30 feet tall, mm. maybe 40 feet tall. That's a tall rock. It's not on the path. It's it's pretty far off the okay. path. You can see it from here, and you'd have to scramble your way over the rocks to get over there. I want to get perpendicular to it, I think, so that okay. it's easier. But I think as Kia goes along the road, she hops on the yellow on the yellow paint. On the yellow paint? Oh, in the middle? <laughs> yeah, because there's like usually dots. Totally. Uh, yeah, so you hop along. They're a little faded, but you're able to skip along the thing if you want. Yeah. Okay, so you make your way over to where you would be perpendicular. Okay, I think, um, try to find something that won't require me to crawl over one of the big borders. Do I have to make an, an investigation for yeah, that? Yeah, why don't you make, or, well, and as a ranger, or survival, or nature, you know, you're you're traversing 
terrain. So whatever is better for you. Investigation is actually my best of those. Is it? Yeah. A 12. You got a 12? Okay. Probably notice like the least obstructed path, I will say. Yeah. There's less big boulders to it, but it is still going to be difficult terrain. So you are going to be moving at half speed as you scramble over these rocks. You just happen to find the one that's the best. Okay. Are you going to start making your way over there? Yeah. Okay. Flibbit floats. Yeah. It's not difficult terrain for Flibbit. No. Uh, And so you start making your way, start scrambling over the rocks. The rocks are basically impossible to stay quiet on. No. You step on them, they start shifting, they start making that rock noise as they start rock sliding off each other. They're very loosely stacked together. Okay. And so it makes it uh, hard for you to scramble over being quiet. Okay. Do I have to make a stealth check? No, not yet. <clears throat> okay. And you start making your way over toward the rock. As you get over there, I will say that you stumble a couple times. You don't necessarily take damage, but you probably like stub your toe, maybe bang, bang your knee a little bit. It's pretty awkward to get over here. So it kind of, you kind of make sense why. It's used as a yes, cash. Exactly. And so you make your way over to this stone. As you get closer to the base, you notice that it, those rocks have been almost like cleared out around the base of this. Oh. So once you get over there, it's actually pretty easy to walk around the base of this large rock. But from the road, it just looks like another rock out here. But you can see how it's a little bit different. The gray, it's not quite the same color gray. So much taller than everything else. And again, as you get closer to it, it has that sort of agate sparkly look to it. Oh. Just subtle. All the other rocks are just slate gray, and it's standing in front of you, a big old boulder. I probably take out my little walkie-talkie mm-hmm. and go, okay, um, let's see how this thing works. You very easily notice that there's a button on the side. When you click that, it makes a noise. <laughs> and uh, then on the front, there's two runes that uh, basically have like a the equivalent of like a number one and a number two. It's like channels to be on. Do you know which one is which? Yeah, Theodore was channel one. Okay. And Maud was on channel two. I click, I click two. You click channel two and nothing happens immediately until you would start. Um, I hold the button and probably, and they speak into the static. Um, well, Maud, uh, it's Kia. I'm here at the, at the rock. You said that that you would tell me how to get in. I I got here. I can see Coaster Chaos in the distance. So you don't hear anything for a minute. You're a little unsure of whether or not it works. And then finally you hear this like noise. Kia, Kia, I hope you can hear me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, these things are quite fancy, aren't they? Yeah, this is weird. Okay, so you're at the cache. Yeah. The big sparkly rock in the field? Yep. Okay. Sorry about the pain getting there, but that's what happens. Here's the deal. Go around to the north end of the rock. You are going to see a rock in the rock. It's a little bit hard to see, but basically it's a small rock. And uh, when you press that, well, you'll see what happens. Yeah, for you, it'll probably be a little bit above your head. Okay, okay. When you get in there, you'll see some doors. One of them's labeled M. That's mine. Okay. You'll see what I'm talking about once you get in there. And then she goes, All right. Hey, I'm going to be heading into my ruins soon. Good luck, kid. Good luck, too. All right, bye. And then it... I think I said flip it. Okay. So she said, press the rock inside of the rock. That's not at all confusing at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was sarcasm. In case I know. You, okay, I was just making sure. But around to the north side, I heard her say? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the south side, I think. Looking up at the sky. Yes. Yes. And, I, yeah, yes it is. Uh, yeah, no, I knew that. I'm very directionally skilled. Can I make an insight check? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have plus two. I got a nine. Well, unfortunately for you, he is right. You believe him. He's directionally skilled. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But you do go around to the north end of the rock and, uh, yeah, make an investigation check. 18. Okay. Easily, you you walk around, and had she not told you about the rock, it might have been harder for you to find. But you basically come around to the north end, and the boulder's big. The boulder that you're walking around is like, I said it was like 30 feet tall. It's probably easily that around. Oh, wow. It's huge. You come around to the far side, and this kind of sparkly gray material that I mentioned, there's a non-sparkly rock that very clearly, to you anyway, with that roll, is an addition to this and it's sitting inside a little crevice. Huh. They poke it. So you reach she up. Pokes things. You reach up and poke it and the it moves a little bit. I press it down harder. There you go. You reach up and you punch it and you press it down harder. And suddenly you see next to you and down down on the side a section of not the boulder necessarily. Yeah. But almost like the earth. Oh. Underneath the boulder, the ground slide back out of the way, and a stairwell appears. Cool. And there's a stairwell going down into... Underneath the rock? Underneath the rock, yeah. Ooh. And uh, there, there's no real light in here mm. at all, but Libet can glow and you have dark vision, so you guys will probably be fine. Okay. Does it close behind me as I go down? No, it stays open. Mm, okay. Is there a button to close it? Should I make an investigation? Sure. Do you want to close it? Yeah. Okay. Had a terrible roll. Six. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you don't immediately see anything. Okay. So you wait, make your way down the stairs, and then you walk down this very, like a cave tunnel. Yeah. Rock-covered, sparkly rock-covered walls, and then stairs go up again. Ooh. And you get the feeling that you're coming up inside of... The boulder? The boulder. Ooh. As you come up inside... You open up into this huge cavern for, you know, within the bounds of the the boulder. Yeah. 30 feet by 30 feet or whatever. Yeah. Roughly that size. But it's very, very interesting. You come across this room and the room has stone doors inside of it. And it's weird because everything else looked very rocky and natural. Yeah. The stairs are really carved. Coming up, they're beautifully carved. This room feels carved. The walls are smooth. The rooms with the doors on them are smooth. And so this part looks a little less natural. Like someone either like made it or it was a really good carver. Yeah, exactly. It looks like, uh, yeah, somebody spent years and years and years carving this out or there was some sort of magical device that helped them carve it out. Hmm. And you see seven doors in this room. However, only four of them are still doors that are attached. No. Three of these rooms, you notice that there are busted down rock doors and rubble inside. Almost like they got blown up or something like that. Oh, like someone came in? Maybe, yeah. 
Mm. Is there one labeled M? There is. There are actually the four that are there as you get closer and Flibbit kind of floats over there and shines his glowing body on them. There are four. There is a B and H and M and a Z. Mm, a Z. And an M and an H and a B. <laughs> mm, um, I think I go over to the... Or, sorry. I think I wait for the M door right now and I want to go into, into one of the into one of the blown up rooms. Okay, yeah, so you peek into one of the blown up rooms and yeah, the stone door got hit with some sort of explosion and there's rubble going into the room. Uh, like something blew it up from the outside and launched in. Not something inside. No, blew and up. what you notice on the inside are busted apart chests. Oh. And some are stone, some are wood. You notice some other things, but they all look really old. Oh, wait. Not cause... like hundreds of years past world old. But old. Like 50 Yeah, something? like maybe 50 years ago. Okay. There's cobwebs, there's dust. Whatever was in these rooms, and systematically you could look at the three that are blown up, the same idea. Okay. As you're passing the doors that are still intact, can you make investigation check for me? Ooh, nat 20, so I got 23. Okay, as you get closer, you realize that the doors on the B, H, and M rooms are stone, yeah. right? But they look like an addition. Oh. They almost look like they were added later. Oh. And as you notice that basically bolts going in to like a hinge system and yeah. the stone door is attached, it looks very much added later. Mm. What about the, uh, the what about the Z then? The Z door looks like it's part of the rock wall face. The only way the only reason you can tell that it's a door at all is because of the outline oh. of the separation and then the carving above which is giving is giving you an idea of that. Hmm. And the door looks old, too. Like, it's weathered like the stone walls. There's probably moss growing on it and stuff like that. How did moss get in here? <laughs> well, it cave moss. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's moisture. Yeah. Hmm. So the three old... So th three of the old ones blew up from the outside. Mm -hmm. But the Z one held, but this one is old. But the M, B, and H ones are... They look like new. Hmm. His ears go sideways in thoughtfulness. <laughs> sideways in thoughtfulness. Okay. Um, I think I'd go over to the to the M door. Okay. And there's no lock on them or anything. No. No. You. It's just a door. So like the B, H, and M doors are just doors. Hmm. And uh, you know that Maud had mentioned that this is some of her old her. Like acquaintances, her rummager friends. Yeah. That use this as well. Is it too heavy to push open? No, no, no. You push it open. Okay. And I think it's actually a pull because oh, the door was like attached on the outside. Oh. So as you pull open the door, you notice a couple things. First, you notice some rubble on the ground and you actually, having looked at the other doors that were blown up. Yeah. You see the same marks inside this door as you open up Maud's oh. thing. As you open up the door and you look at the hinge and, and everything inside is very clean and new, you get the idea that Maud and her people came in here and added the stuff later. Oh. There's still evidence of something getting blown up, but the room has been repurposed since then. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. As you open it up, like a, like a magic, a light flickers on. And there's a little past world hum of magic from this light up on the roof. Uh, it's that, like a little light bulb. Yeah, it's basically like a light closet light bulb. <laughs> and inside you see 
uh, some notes, you see some books, you see a chest, a single chest hmm. in the back. Can I look at the titles of some of the books? Yeah, the books, I wouldn't say they're anything like crazy. There's probably like a Adventurer's Guide to Elsewhere, and there's probably like a History of Scarlet Hill and its uh, diabolical leaders and things like that. They're, they're history books. They're hmm. guidebooks, you know, like traveling to boot stealer bog make sure to double notch your shoes <laughs> stuff like that it's all very silly like kind of fun books and helpful things that somebody like Maud would read to learn things about the world hmm I grab the adventurer's guide to elsewhere okay and go over to the chest okay and yeah she basically said anything you find in there is total fair game hmm okay you go into the chest and you open it up and inside you notice some vials of liquid, Ooh. some potions, right? In the frame of the door lid. Oh. Down in there also, you notice that there are a couple weapons that don't mm. look anything too fancy compared to yours. But compared to Like mine? daggers, like lining the sides. Oh. But then down at the bottom, you notice a little wooden case and you notice a wrapped up cloth bundle. A chest inside of a chest. Yeah. <laughs> or a case inside of a chest. Yeah. I put my paw in, but pull it back out quickly in case the daggers do anything. Okay, you put your paw in, pull it, nothing happens. Okay. The daggers are just there. It's like it's like a adventure hmm. cache. There's probably like some rations and rope and stuff in here too. You get the idea that this is like a resupply cache if Maud ever needs it, but there are some things in here that look like treasure. There's also a note attached to the small little case. What does it say? I think I pick up the case. Okay. I'm still suspicious of the daggers, but I pick up the case. The daggers look like they're sheathed on the sides. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so you pick up the case, and it's a small little case. Okay. And the note on top is folded, and on it is a thing that says 2M from B. Oh. I set it aside. I think I'll look the, at that. The case or the note? The case. Okay. The whole case and yeah. the note. Okay. Um, and pick up the bundle. So as you pick up the bundle and you pull it out, it's pretty big. You get the idea that it's, I don't know, probably three feet. Okay. And as you open it up and put it down on the floor and you start unrolling it and opening it up, inside you notice a very, very nice, very clean looking longbow. Ooh. The longbow has on the back side of it, the string looks very different. It's almost clear. Oh. And you're getting that hum of past world tech here as well. Mm. So essentially, this is going to be a plus one longbow for you to add to your equipment. I think I'll take that bow. Yep. I figured you might. And then there is this case and this note. I open up the note first. The note says, Maud, hope you're doing good. I know it's been a while since you've needed one, but I figured I'd make one for you for old time's sake. At the bottom is signed, Barrel. And then it says, P.S., don't get into too much trouble. Make sure you keep laying low. Mm. Um, I fold it back up because if Maude ever comes in here, I don't want to, like, know I looked at her. Well, she told you it was all fair game. Oh, yeah. And then I um, open up the case. So you open up the case, and inside you find a potion. And it's mm. very blue liquid swirling around. It's very magical looking, which, again, is kind of funky because... Potions of healing don't exist exactly the way that they normally do. Like you've had granola bars of healing. Yeah. And Pop-Tarts of healing. 
But this is a potion. This is very like cool looking magical liquid. Ooh. And it's very, very interesting. You have absolutely no idea what this does. I think I keep it in the case, but I wanna I wanna take it. So you can add to your inventory case with mysterious potion or something like that. That's kind of what you find in the room. That's what Maud said was all fair game. Yeah. There's various notes. I'd say there's probably drawings of like ruins. There's small little maps that Maud has drawn of things. Oh. Her knowledge as a rummager, because she's been running for quite a few years. Yeah. In a cave, basically. I think I pat Adventurer's Guide elsewhere and I put it in my pocket. Okay. And Do you want to skim through it at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Table of contents. What does it have? Yeah. Flip, flip it. Hovers down. He says, what, uh, what you got there? That's pretty cool. It looks like a book. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a guide to elsewhere. I mean, I haven't been out of Maps Edge, really, so it'll be useful to know. Yeah, super cool. So you flip it open and you look at the table of contents, and basically what it is is a breakdown of places where past world ruins are Oh. and what people have discovered there, and also small little bits of information about the cities and towns and peoples and stuff of elsewhere. Hmm. Maybe I should rephrase it as the rummager's guide to elsewhere. Oh. Is kind of the vibe that you get off of it. It's all about getting into scrapes and ruins. And so basically what this will do is when you are in these places where you want to know a little bit yeah. about where you're at and what it might be and what kind of to expect with these places you're going for Theodora, you'll get advantage on investigation checks. Ew. I pocket it, I think. Okay. And wait, no, I backpack it because I... Assume my pockets aren't big enough for that. Yeah, no, it's a big old book. Yeah, um, I think I leave, but I close or I close the chest and I close the door. I think. Okay, you close the chest and you close the door, and you're back out in the room with the other doors. So I checked out the blown up rooms. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's still the Z one. <laughs> Wait, the guy's name is Zar Bloodhoof, right? The leader of the Bloodhounds. Yeah. Yes. And there was also a guy named Zach. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> there are people named things with Z's. Yes. I don't think I'm going to go into the room, but mm-hmm. I want to open the door and peek. Okay. You go to open to the door and peek. I would like you to make... How do I want to do this? I want you to make a sleight of hand check. For opening a door? And peeking, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I got a 10. You got a what? A 10. <laughs> a 10. You go to open the door and peek, and just that littlest bit of opening, you feel a tiny bit of resistance, almost like it's locked. Oh. And then it makes a click. In a moment, you are suddenly blown backwards from the door as something force damage collides into you. Uh It's not a lot, but you take three force damage, and mainly you are launched back across this room about 20 feet and roll towards the stairwell. Oh, do I fall down? You don't fall down and flip it goes, oh, Kia! Oh my gosh, are you alright? I'm fine. Oh, boy. Is the door slightly open? The door is slightly open, but you're gonna have to roll a really good investigation check to peek into it. Uh, if that's what you're asking about. 
Yeah. Okay, so you 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 flew across the room though first. Yeah. And you're on your butt. <laughs> I think I stand up. Well, I opened it. I I mean that's one way of putting it technically, I guess, but. I I I wanted to look in because it's it's one of the older doors. It looks like. It does look quite old. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> I was thinking that that maybe like there might be something in there because I've heard of that czar guy, the czar bloodhoof guy, and I was thinking oh, maybe. Oh yeah, the ambassadors were were talking about him, right? He was some sort of big uh, scary dude. Yeah, I heard he was a minotaur, so. Like, I was thinking, like, who would be, like, this is an old door, so, like, was he once a thing? Once a ramager? Or, like, that's why I wanted to peek in. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I'll stand back here 20 feet away while you go check it out. Okay, but fair enough. But here, you know what? Here, you know what? I suppose I could be of a little bit of assistance. And he reaches out and touches you with one of his tendrils, and he casts guidance on you. Yay, so, so that's to... a D for you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, please stand far away from me while you try crazy things. Okay. <laughs> uh, investigation? Yeah. 23. 23? Okay, I was going to tell you, you had to get over a 20. Interestingly, so the door is locked still. You opened it in such a way that it has one of those, like, chains yeah. on it still. So it's it would still need something else to go... To, to get it fully open. Oh. However, you are able to peek in and just enough light comes through with your dark vision that you are able to see in there a lot of chests. Oh, wow. There's probably like 20 chests in here on shelves, on everything. And on the far end is one really big stone chest. And above it, in just enough light that you can see, is a red piece of cloth that looks almost like a banner. Oh. And on it, is a an outline dark image of a black bloodhound dog and a big Z crossed through it. Mm, I was correct. I go back over to flip it. Okay. Um, and say, so I was correct. There's a big, there's a big banner at the back of the room that has a that has like a bloodhound on it with a Z. What? So you think he? Do you think Bod's working with the bloodhounds or what is? No, no. That's like I feel like this door is way too old. But yeah, I suppose that's true. But maybe like the czar guy, what Bloodhound guy was was once a ramager, and oh. he had this door made so he could keep his all his treasure here. But then, but then when he became leader of the bloodhounds, and he hasn't come back. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, do you think we could get in there, or is that too dangerous? I risk getting pushed back against the room? It's up to you. So you said there's a chain, right? There's, like, a chain up top blocking it, yeah. Can I reach in and unhook it? Yeah, it's not like a <laughs> like a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like there's a chain locked barring this. It's like a secondary lock mechanism. Oh, so it's like, so it's like, people don't want to get in here no not and you don't notice any sort of thing that shows you a way in you're not getting a vibe that this would be something that would be just easy to sneak into you would need something else to get into this room or someone else mm, so it's locked from the inside yeah dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um i think instead i don't think i can open this right now anyway mm -hmm. so i think i push it closed 
Okay, you push it back closed and make a mental note of this room. Okay, so you're back in the room with uh, with the Z door closed. There's the B and the H, and then that's it. That's Mods, if you. Mods door didn't have a chain. No, Mods was locked or was not locked. Now the other two are also not locked. Oh. This she said that this is just like a fair place that hmm. her and her friends use. She did not mention the Z door. I don't think I want to waste my radio to call her again. You can always wait till tomorrow. Yeah. So I think I'll go, but I want to make a mental note. Okay. Of this place. Okay. And so you leave the BH. My furry head. <laughs> yeah, you leave the BH and Z doors behind, and you make your way back out into the bright sun. It's very bright out here. And uh, you are able to hold up your new bow in the light. And I think it probably looks a little bit funkier than like a normal homemade wooden bow that you've used yeah. up to this point. It's probably a little bit of a past world bow and arrow. It's got the cool pulleys. Oh. For the compound bow. It's a compound bow. Yeah, exactly. And it's got the clear, not fishing line, but that sort of clear look yeah. for the thing. And it's just really smooth, really easy to use. And again, it's just a plus one, but it looks really cool. It's very cool. decorative. Ooh. It probably has like feathers dangling off of it and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. And maybe you take a couple shots at some trees or something like that. Yeah. Pretty easy to. That's super easy and it feels really good. Wait. I'm in the middle of a field of boulders. Shoot some rocks or something. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Uh, that there were probably not a lot of trees. No. <laughs> uh, and then you also have that case with the bottle of liquid inside. Yeah. So you just put that in your bag? Yep. Okay. As you make your way out. I do keep it in the case, though, because I don't want to break. That's I want fair. It to break a little it. extra protection. Yeah. As you make your way out, you keep that mental note in your head of this place, this cache. You start clambering your way back over to the rocks. Wait, do I? can I close it first? Oh, yes. The, the door. door. Yeah, I kind of assumed you closed yeah. it. And you start making your way back out to the town. Or sorry, to the To road. the town? To the road. And you start heading west a little bit further. It doesn't take you too long, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half from there. I'm fast. What? Oh, yeah, you're right. That, Ten miles? What was it, a mile? And Oh, yeah, you're, <laughs> so it probably takes you three or four more hours at a good pace, skipping along on the yellow, <laughs> the yellow lines. Uh, dotted lines, that you start coming across signs in the road. Mm. Let's say, Coaster Chaos, half mile, next left. <laughs> <laughs> Coaster Chaos, buy your tickets here, uh, quarter mile, next left. And then you finally come across a very, very big sign that says Coaster Chaos Amusement Park. But the sign is all busted up and you can barely read it. It's <laughs> crumbling apart. And there's a... Does it say next left? It does say... No, it just says <laughs> left now. <laughs> and there is an arrow pointing in <laughs> and kind of separating from this main path is a overgrown vine and leaf and plant covered like low shrub brush covered path that you can just barely make out you look down the path and past two big boulders and some other stuff you see this big entryway to coaster chaos how big is the parking lot the parking lot i don't know it's pretty big <laughs> a couple hundred feet across okay <laughs> and there are two big booths on either side of the pathway as you approach underneath the sign that says Coaster Chaos and then there's 
a wall, fencing wall, kind of blocking in your view for the rest of it. But you can see a couple of the big roller coaster framework, which yeah. again, you, you've never seen before. They're all busted apart. They're missing pieces of track. It's all falling apart and rusty. There's probably a cart dangling from one section. Mm. I'm having real, really strong reminiscence of Scooby-Doo right now. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> they go through a creepy amusement park in Yes, they did. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Guess what? This is a Scooby-Doo episode, folks. <laughs> and uh, you can go up to the ticket booth area. Um, I go up to one of the ticket booths. And is the is the, like the shutter closed? Yeah. It's like probably blown out, too. Okay. They're, they're pretty busted up. There's no actual tickets needing to be purchased, although there probably is a spool of tickets that you can see inside. And also in a weird old uh, case with some of that stu- stupid pa- paper money that doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. Yeah, some of that stuff in there. Are there any paper clips? There's no clips. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Um, I think I probably, I probably take, like, just in case if it requires, like... If anything requires tickets to operate, I feel like I think Kia would probably take uh, half a roll or something of tickets. Okay, so you take half a roll of tickets and you start to make your way in to the gateway. You go through one of those turntable gates where you push the things and it rotates around. And as you push your way through and it rotates around, a voice from like an old past world speaker system plays out and says welcome to coaster chaos where the coasters are fun and the chaos is more fun (laughs) and that's it and uh, you are witness to a huge amusement park where immediately you see huge sections of roller coasters lots of them they're small ones for kids there's huge ones for adults there's ones that go off of Big steep drops into the ground. They have big loops and all this stuff. But as far as you can tell, it's all just a rundown pile of rust and nastiness. I say to Flibbit, look at all the rolling coasters. Rolling? Co- what, do the, what do you do with them? You roll coasters? I, I think you sit in the carts. Oh. And then they go up the tracks. Whoa. That's terrifying. I would never do that. I know. Huh. Well, I guess the past world people were weird. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And so you notice a signboard up in front of you as you kind of are walking in with sort of a map of Coaster Chaos. Hmm. And you'll, you notice that there's a pathway leading you down kind of to the far side. And right as you get up to that signboard, you see four things that stand out to you that are still kind of legible. A lot of it is torn apart and everything. You see gift shop basically right next to you. There's a gift shop on the entry exit part, right? And then you see three big rides that are advertised along this pathway towards the end. You have the Radical Rapids, Spin to Win, and the Chaos Crusher. Chaos Crusher? Mm -hmm. Does that mean it's lame? What do you mean? <laughs> chaos Crusher? Yeah. Why would that make it lame? Because <laughs> then it's not chaotic. Then it's like... Oh, because it's crushing chaos? Yeah. Maybe it's crushing things chaotically. No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, those are the names that you can see 
And as you take a step past that signboard, kind of like taking it all in this big, and you know, the, the vibe is there's like a pathway leading through and they go underneath the roller coasters oh. and there's like old vendor carts and there's old, all the stuff and it's all busted down and broken and everything. You feel that familiar sensation that you felt in the scrape on floor nine. You are getting this feeling of a pull toward this pathway. And you are getting this feeling that Theodora was right. Somewhere in this park, further down the path, is one of these surged items. And it's giving you that magical pull. Is it a popcorn bucket? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, That seems like a perfect spot to end this week's episode. Is it a popcorn bucket? It might be a popcorn bucket. My goodness. Uh, we, I do feel a pot of popcorn. Yeah. We um, we do just, uh, we're at a perfect spot to stop though, I think. And we will make our way into Coaster Chaos next time. And you can decide whether you want to go to the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that is all for Kia and Elsewhere this week. So thank you all for listening. And um, I don't know why we both did that at the same time. You go ahead. Uh, and hopefully there may be popcorn buckets. There may be. And maybe you'll figure out what's behind door number Z. See what I did there? No. <laughs> door number three. Oh. Door number Z. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening to the Silly Podcast. Hope you guys had a great time, and we will see you next time on Dadventurous. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Welcome to Dadventurous Q&A. This week. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we got more questions. Oh, this one, we were doing to do like a personal one, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So this one is, um, when you are playing in person at a table, what's your favorite unnecessary item or accessory that you bring to the table? So that's not dice, obviously, because that's I see, necessary. I see. The little figurine that I have that is of me as a person <laughs> drinking a cup of coffee. It's not of a character, but of me, the DM. <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite unnecessary items. That With I a like. cape. <laughs> yeah, as a cape. I like to put it on my DM screen. What about you? I like 3D figurines too, but I also like, um, like Suit of Mine is great, but I like having like little buildings Mm-hmm. And like little little figurines for like the visualization. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that too. It's fun to be able to put a character to your image, put a figurine to your imagination. Yeah, that kind of thing. Totally. I also like that when you're able to play on a map and you have the grid map and you have terrain. I love terrain and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And the idea of scale can be kind of hard in theater of the mind sometimes. And you're like, oh, there's a dragon, and you're just describing it. But then when you put a dragon on the board, and it's three times as tall as everybody's little figurine, I like that too. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. And uh, me and the mom got you a uh, went out and actually found oh, real yeah. <laughs> rocks and sticks that we gave you for your birthday. Yep. Who needs to buy, you know, Warhammer? 
landscape or D&D landscapes when you can just go out into the woods <laughs> and find a rock and some twigs. And I was very happy about it. <laughs> so, yes, that now was... You a, have, now you have a little cardboard box full of rocks and sticks. <laughs> you mean terrain pieces? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I like to just bring... Props. That is probably yeah. my favorite thing. Dice boxes, or dice containers anywhere. And dice fun. towers and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Totally. All right. That is all for this week's Q&A. On we, Deadventurous. We will see you next time. Good day, sir. Sir? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> all right, guys. That's the end of the episode. Thank you once again for listening in. Uh, hopefully you had a good time. I know I did. Did you? Yeah. Are you sure? Why are you looking at me I don't like know. that? I'm just being weird. Uh, follow us on social media. We got we got Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. Definitely. X. Don't know why I'm saying after everyone. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Yep. We also got a website, dadventurous.podbean.com. We got a Gmail, dadventurouspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Send us your everything. We your like everything? Yeah, we like content. Maybe some art. Wouldn't that be cool? Ooh. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody else drew art for us? Cool. That would be awesome. Anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. On Dadventurous.